Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, you goddamn fantastic people, and welcome to the podcast. Movie reviews in 20 cues. Nah, not this week. Not this week. We are not reviewing a movie in 20 questions. It's, <gasps> it's episode 150. We're doing something special. We are doing an Ask Me Anything. I went out there to our Patreons. I basically said, hey, what are some questions you've always wanted to know from us? Throw as many as us as you like. And they did. And I, I pitched this as probably only being an episode of me and Stacey, but I've said Liz might come along. Liz has come along. How are you, Liz? I am top-notch and I am not sober, so yay! <laughs> so you are ready to answer some very, you know, personal questions? Maybe more answering them than you would like, Sam. <laughs> That's like, cool. That's cool. I'm drunk as well. I'm not going to pay any attention. Things honest. <laughs> cool story, bro. Uh, the other person joining me is Stacey. Like, Woo! as I mentioned, hey, Stacey, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm super excited to be here. Oh, fuck, I, you honestly, say that every time. <laughs> I never thought this would ever happen. Never. 150 times we have done this. Well, you, well, you, and you have yeah. done this. No, 149 times I've done this. 148 times I've done this. Oh, you missed a couple. I have missed a couple. Yes. You three, with well, being you two and Emily, did an episode, and Mitch did yeah. that Harry Potter episode. Oh, wow. So, there you go. I haven't been there for all of them, but I've been there in spirit and edited them, and so I guess I have been there for all of them. <laughs> I feel like Stacey would have put the kibosh on it by now. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised we haven't been cancelled by now. It's incredibly surprising. However, yeah, as I mentioned, we went out there to our Patreons. We sent them a direct message and said, hey, what are some questions that you'd like to know from us? Can be literally anything. Can be related to film. Can be how we would incorporate Nicolas Cage into our sex life. It can be anything. It can literally be anything. We're going to go through them. I've just randomized it, put them into an order. And our Patreons, we love you guys. We absolutely love you guys. We love your questions. We've got a random number generator. You've been assigned a number between 1 and 13 for the ones that reply to us. And we're going to pick out two of you guys to win a $25 Amazon gift voucher and the currency Woo. of your choice. So if, for instance, you're the lovely Amy from the UK, it'll be in pounds. And if you're me, it's going to be in New Zealand dollars. <laughs> I became a patron just so I can win this. What? What if you hate Jeff Bezos? I'll, I'll figure out a way. I'll, I'll see if people... <laughs> well, it's only $25. It's like... Like, less than he makes when he blinks. That's a good point. He won't even notice. Anyway, let's get into it. Let's get this show on the road. We've got, like, 30-something questions to answer, Woo. so we need to get through these. Are, we, are you guys ready? Yes, I was born ready. Look, I, these guys so don't know what the questions right are. Now. That's the best part about the case. Okay, yeah, the that's best. totally douchebag, by the way, because I am just going to be like, the pencils. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyway, don't worry, guys. These aren't too personal. Some of them are. They are. I can't wait to get into these. I'm the only one that knows what the questions are. Let's see how these guys react to them. No answers prepared. Let's do this. First up, randomly selected, Chris Yeni. Chris Yeni sent us one, two, three, four questions. Woo! Gosh. Let's go through them. Okay, guys. First one, which two male and female television characters or movie characters would you most want to have in the sack? God, Did you say tough. television or movies? Television or yeah. movies. Yeah. Well, it's, I um, like that he's given us television because I am a television girl, so this is very exciting. Straight off, it's got to be Chris Hemsworth out of extraction. Interesting. And Kate Why Blanchett, Kate Blanchett out of... Um, Ragnarok? Yes, or... Oh, no, sorry. Oh, you I, want some woman that's going to murder you? No, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. 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 I forgot about Charlize Theron. She's my woman I'd turn yep. gay for. I'm sorry, Charlize. Okay. How could I forget? <laughs> I believe it, 100%. Charlize in what film role, though? Long shot. Old guy. Oh, long, oh, long shot, oh. yes. She's hot. She and is type so type, stunning. sexy in long shot. And smart. I mean, my, my answer is, first off, is answer Sharon Stone out of Basic Instinct. I don't even care that she murdered me at the end. I'd be <laughs> over so quickly that it. it would not even register on her to have a chance to murder me. <laughs> You'd be in such throes of pleasure that you wouldn't even notice that you were being murdered. What about the dude? Probably, oh, tough, Peter Griffin? Peter what? Griffin out of Family Guy? What? Wow. I'm, I'm I think you should have a think about that while I answer the question. Yes. Um, because it's quite easy for me. Well, actually, no, it was tough to think of the dude, but Tom Hardy immediately came to mind, so that's what I'm going with, and I'm going with Tom Hardy and Mad Max, Ooh. Fury Road. Yep. Like. He doesn't he's say anything. And he's and I know. You could That's what I want about a man that I'm having sex with. Stop talking. <laughs> Wear this say, mask. Get chained to the front of the car. I was going to say more licking, but that's like very, very specific. Just, anyway, the point is Tom Hardy. Like there's just something about Tom Hardy just does it for me. And the woman is 
I it used to be the woman I'd go gay for was um Catherine Heigl in Grey's Anatomy, but oh, she's no. been superseded by Poussey in Orange Ooh. is the New Black. Yeah, I can see Samira that. Wiley, like she is just there's just something about her bone structure. She is just beautiful. Stunning. She's this beautiful, delicate woman. And also she's badass awesome. Like and Poussey is in Orange is the New Black, as Moira in um in Handmaid's Tale. Like she is just an amazing actress, amazing characters. So hundred yeah. percent her and Tom Hardy. Done. Lock it down. Yeah, I'm trying to think out, think which one I would have to cross. It's funny, eh? Because girls are immediately like, "Oh, I would bang this girl." It's like, well, I want, I want to feel um, adored, but at the same time, I want to feel. <laughs> I don't know, like <laughs> they kind of. I don't know, like yeah, probably four. I've talked oh, about him on the funny, bloody eh? Thor. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth. We talked about it in the episode 100. <laughs> oh, I already yeah, said four. I was man. like, well, it just makes man. more sense. You actually want. I love how you want to feel adored, and I want to feel like I've been thrown up against a wall. <laughs> I don't want to get thrown up against the wall by a man, but at the same time, I want to know well, that he not can. Not by Thor. Oh, what are we talking about? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. God damn you, Chris Yeni. Oh, Tom Hardy come to your house and put you in the face. Uh, Chris Yeni has a question that you oh, asked. So Chris Yeni is your guy that you'd want to. Never mind. Chris Yeni has a question that he asks every podcast, which is what song would be inserted into this film and where slash why? The question he's got is if a specific song could play every time you walked into a specific room, what tune would it be? <laughs> I'd like to hear like Queen's that. Another One Bites the Dust every time I go take a dump. Oh, no. And another one the down, song- another one down, <laughs> another one bites the dust. I don't want to think about me taking a dump. No. That's don't. Not, that's I'd not pick your- another room. <laughs> the song that I always think of if I'm going to like write the soundtrack to my, like my biopic is, I think it's Desiree, and it's like, you gotta be cool. You gotta be calm. You gotta be Aww. wiser. You gotta be, I don't know what it is. But anyway, like, I just really like that. Like, I just feel like it's this amazing, empowering song that's just like, you can be badass and you, you know, you can be everything you need to be. So that would be my song. And I'd just pick that for whatever, you know, whatever yeah. room Every I needed room. to walk into and have confidence. <laughs> yeah. If I'm being serious, probably The Killers, Mr. Brightside, that song's never gone out of fashion. Every time I walk into a pub, I was playing Mr. Brightside, I'd be like, oh, this place is going to be fun. It's not going to be great, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> I feel like the message of that song is a bit depressing. Oh, who cares about that, Liz? Jesus Christ, come on, man. <laughs> what about uh, you, Stacey? <laughs> well, th- this may seem... She bit- touches his chest, now he takes up. Yeah, yeah, we get it, Liz. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I think that every time I work- walk into Fern's room... If you're happy and you know it, <laughs> needs to okay. start playing. <laughs> you, you've got you put you've not put a time limit on this. Imagine walking into a 17 year old girl's bedroom. If you're happy and you know, happy that, and that, you know clap that your hands. 17 year old would just be like, okay. get the fuck oh, out of here, mum. I, I think that's amazingly hilarious, and you should totally lock that out and do it forevermore. I, I didn't know it was forever. Does it say forever? That in do it. Question? Forever. Oh, I every think time. Every time. Gold. Every time for eternity. I think that's gold, and you should just lock that in because that's very cheerful. I know. And that- every child should want her mother to bring cheerfulness into her life. Exactly. It's, it's an interesting question. If you like, because it would be terrifying if a song played every time you walked. You'd into also a room. just get every sick time of I walked it. into it doesn't a matter toilet. What song if I heard be. the same song over and over again, I would be goddamn terrified. Like, you wouldn't want to go to the toilet. You wouldn't want to go to the toilet <laughs> if I heard every time. Every time I walked in there, heard the same song. Uh, his next question, if you could play a game with any celebrity, what game would it be and with whom? Ooh. Is it too obvious for me to say Twister with Natalie Portman? <laughs> no. Well, you know, I do look Portman. like Natalie Portman. <clears throat> you look I do like, look like her. No, you don't. Is it, <laughs> is it Not too... Not in Sam's head. Or, yeah, or spin the bottle with Natalie Portman. Is that too obvious? Mm, oh, yeah. Seven minutes in heaven with Chris Hemsworth. Are we just answering like, question one again? Yeah, I feel like we are. <laughs> no, but like seven minutes in heaven because like you've got seven minutes so I can make out with him but also have laughs and chats. What about a game of Pandemic with Dr. <laughs> with Dr. Ashley Bloomfield? Bloomfield. <laughs> Actually, no, Brie Larson I think would be more fun, more fun to play a game with. I'd come over if you had Brie Larson over. That'd be cool. How about Hunger Games with... Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> what, you want to play murdering children with Liam Hemsworth? No, Hemsworth. but I want to do it the way where they, we team up and like kill everyone else. You want oh. to team up with Liam Hemsworth and kill everyone else. Here comes the <laughs> alphabet men. Here comes the CIA. Here comes the FBI. They're going to kick down your door, Liz. 
What about you? What about you? For like the third time this week. You love last card. You love beating people at last card. What is going to be, who are you going to play last card against? Yes. Um, That's a good question. Who? Yeah, actually, because I like playing Yuka. If I'm playing card games, I'd play Yuka. Mm. But I don't really know who's a celebrity that you want to win against. Someone you want to talk to and like spend time with and. Like Tom Hardy, I want to bang, but I don't necessarily want to talk to him about his feelings. Whereas Chris Hemsworth, I feel, would be quite funny. He'd be quite fun to chat mm. to. Yeah. No, if it's Tom Hardy, I, I'm oh. sure you're perfectly delightful and whatnot, but I just, I just want you to throw me up against the wall and make me forget <laughs> like society and whatnot. You're just making me think um, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah, he'd be fun. I'm a yeah, he'd cute. be fun. Oh, John Hamm. Oh, there it is. How did of I course, John Hamm. piece of pork would come out. <laughs> the next question from Chris is pretty much a question just for me, It's which is, would I rather have compliance having a movie deal by 2030 or see Reap, which was the film that Paul Brazulia and Wayne Aruzu from the Countdown podcast made when they or made like something 20-something years ago? Or we'll see that in the next six months. So that's the question. Like, would I rather have compliance have a movie deal by 2030 or see Reap in the next six months? I really want to see Reap, and I feel like I'd be doing the world a service by getting Reap out there, Chris. But at the same time, I'm a selfish motherfucker, so I would love to see my movie, my book turned into a movie. Of course I'd love to see that. So I'm going to go with my book. I'm going to go with my book. <laughs> You'd definitely movie. make more money out of the latter option. I, yes. I think so. I think yes. Reap would have a hardcore dedicated following. My movie would be Flavor of the Week, I think, but at the same time, cool. I'm happy with that. Moves us on to our next Patreon, which is Renegade, who basically just had one question. Who's got the best hooters in cinema? Is it Mary Swanson's Owls from Dumb and Dumber, or is it Bob from Fight Club? What? The best hooters. Are you talking about breasts? Yeah, of course. Hooters, breasts. Who out of Oh, I was thinking Harry Potter and Hedwig. I really like Hedwig as a character. You're not answering the question, Liz. Let's get back to track. Bob from Fight... Who's Bob? Bob. He's the... Bob has man boobs. His name was Robert Paulson. Robert Paulson. Yeah, he's the guy with the massive man boobs. Or Mary Swanson, you know. Oh, Mary Swanson. You reckon? Yeah. No, but I've only got those two options. Yeah, I mean, it's got, it's got to be Mary Swanson. They flash lights. You know, like he takes her top off and they start flashing lights. I mean, it's Ooh. amazing. I mean, admittedly, he's sleeping like the and ones, there's a car, car coming towards him. But I like the ones in Austin Powers where the girls, like, shoot. Yeah, the fembots. Yeah, the fembot boobs. They might be even better boobs. That seems way useful. Way more practical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheers for the question there, Renegade. Uh, next up, fuck, are you guys ready to go on a roller coaster? Sure. I've never really liked roller coasters. I don't really like the feeling of adrenaline. I think we're already on one, to be honest. What upcoming Nicolas Cage movie are you guys most excited for? (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Is it? Wally's Wonderworld, Tiger King, History of Swearing, Pig, the one where he plays himself and he's trying to basically get his life back on track and he's going to be in a Quentin Tarantino movie called The Incredible Weight of Greatness or something like that. And Steve... Tiger King! Steve from Everything I Learned from Movies has basically told me to pull up the plot synopsis for you guys in case you were wondering. The incredible. I don't care, Tiger King, Tiger King. Oh my God, Tiger King. Oh my God, Tiger King. Is he going to play Tiger King? Oh my God, that's going to bring me so much joy. Yeah, he's he's playing. It's got to be the unbearable weight of massive talent. Where he plays himself. There could not be anything worse. That's a terrible name for a film. Better at the same time. The best and worst thing you could ever think of. But imagine him as fucking Joe Exotic. Like, oh my God. Who's going to play um, Carol Baskin? Oh, I don't know. I feel like Lisa Kudrow has got to be a shoe in. <laughs> she would be so. Can you imagine Nick Cage as John Exotic and Lisa Kudrow as Carol Baskin? Oh, oh my god, I need to see that movie right now. Kate McKinnon is literally right now. the only other person I could think that would be awesome as. Oh yes, as oh. Carol right now. Yeah, I'd take that too. Carol but- fucking Baskin. Do you? She a hundred percent. Are you going to accept our answers, or are you going to tell us what these other movies are? Uh, yeah. So, so, just looking at a couple of the plots for the other one. One called Pig is about a truffle hunter who lives alone in the Oregon wilderness, who must return to his past in Portland in search of his beloved foraging pig after this pig is kidnapped. What the? Fuck? I don't like mushrooms. Nah, so, no way. so yeah, a truffle no. hunter's pig is kidnapped, and then he goes has to go searching for his pig. The other one, Willie's Wonderland is a quiet drifter, being Nicolas Cage, is tricked into a janitorial job at the now-condemned Wally's Wonderland. 
the mundane tasks suddenly become an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Then goes on to say, fists fly, kicks land, titans clash, and only one side will make it out alive. So Nicolas Cage fighting a whole bunch of animatronic beings. Where does he find these movies? I've got no (laughs) idea where he finds these movies, Stacey. There's a great video where it's like his agent, Ricky, bringing him up and is just like, hey, so they want you to play Hitler's ass. I'm in. What do you mean you're in? And he just keeps going through all these films and he's just like, you've got to say no to something, Nick. (laughs) No, he doesn't. It's just all of those sound terrible, but Tiger King sounds amazing. I'm not going to lie. I will watch that and I will watch it with joy. We've watched a couple of episodes of the history of swear words. It's fun. It's, It's fine. It's... But, yeah, it's not, not lighting the world on fire, is it? Nah, it's like Nicolas Cage at his best of a horrible wig, but it's fine. Nothing's going to be as good as Conair. Nah. <laughs> he he peaks with that, The Rock, and face off within the space of one year. That's No, phenomenal. Vampire's Kiss. Oh, sorry, Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, that's the true. The best Nick Cage movie. Easily the best Nick Cage movie. Thanks, Steve, for everything I learned from movies. Uh, you, you're the man, bro. Moves over to Nick from Nikolai's Kitchen. What's a feature you'd love to add to the podcast that's not already a part of it? Ooh, a f- new feature. I'd like to add a new podcast where once a month I interview a celebrity and basically talk to them about a film that they absolutely crushed it in. So it would be like, like similar to how Emily does Strong Female Leads as a spinoff of her podcast. I like to do Crushed It, and it's basically just talking to somebody about one of their iconic roles and, you know, like, their lead into it, what they thought, you know, while they were making it, if they ever had any idea that was going to be great or not, you know what I mean? Like, like the ultimate would be something like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man or something like that. But I'm trying to think of like Carl Urban, for instance, New Zealander as uh, as Dread. Like he was amazing in Dread. It was like phenomenal. We just absolutely crushed that role. I just like to talk to celebrities about that and just like as a once a month or sort of thing. Wow, you'd be great. I'd join this podcast if they were, especially if you were interviewing hot men. Okay, cool. That's great. <laughs> uh, what I would add is an episode every so often where you talk about amazing TV shows. Well, and... you can do that. That's the next question, by the way. So, yeah. What would you do, Stacey? Um, you know, I really like it when we have guests on the show from other podcasts. So yeah. I think, I mean, which we do a lot already. Yeah. So what am I talking about? That's not new. Um... <laughs> oh, I think we should do one every month that we all really hated. A movie that we hated. We've already started doing that as well. Funnest ones. I know, they're the funnest podcast though, like where we're just like, oh, that bit was so bad and this bit was so bad and God, I hated this bit. That was fun. I like those. Like Tenet and um, Inconceivable. Oh my God, I hated those movies. Yeah. I feel like we've tried other things and none of them have ever really stuck. Like we used to have trivia. We used to do movie reviews in 20 seconds where we talk about other films that we'd never do a full episode on. I feel like we've tried other things, but I feel like We've refined the show to what it is now, and yeah, I feel like it works, so format. it's hard to... Yeah, it's perfect, Nick, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> uh, next question, when is Liz's TV Reviews and 20Qs show going to premiere? So, I have not completely forgotten about this, I promise. I actually have about six people lined up for different shows. I want Sam to do the first one because it feels appropriate. Stacey and I have agreed on doing a show, I think. We were talking yep. about Flack. Um, yes. It might be a good idea for me to start looking at lining one up soon because uh, since I'm going on Rabbit Ears uh, very soon to talk about Veronica Mars, that mm-hmm. might be a great opportunity for me to plug an upcoming podcast about TV shows. I just have to work out the exact way I want to format it just because, A, I don't have a wife that I can bully into being on the podcast all the time, so I have to like <laughs> find guests elsewhere. Way more fun than just listening to me talking to myself. And um, B, I feel like without Patreon questions, like I kind of thinking I might just do 10 standard questions, at least to begin with, about TV shows. So I have an idea and I still want to do it, I promise. So watch this space. Mm, 2030. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not studying this year. Like I was studying two things last year and I was actually like losing the plot a smidge. And now I'm not. I'm like, what am I going to do with all my quiet nights? So boom. Podcast bitches. Uh, next question is also a Liz question. When will we be doing a live watch of The Room? <laughs> never. Does never work for you? No, you've got to come to our house for a weekend. And okay, we'll do fine. It time. Like, I'm going to do it on the 32nd of September. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you've got to come to our house for the weekend. We'll do it at 2 o'clock in the afternoon so that Nick can I play I don't want to watch it. Stop 
trying to make me watch this terrible you've got, film. You've got no but idea. You, you just you've said no you idea. enjoy re- reviewing movies that you hate. Exactly. This is so much. It doesn't mean I enjoy watching them first. <laughs> this is next level, Liz. Anyway. Uh, the f- I'll consider it as an option. I think Sam will need to get me very drunk. First. No, no. You, you, no, you'd be surprised how much you enjoy it. Okay, fine. Uh, honestly, most of it is just because it annoys Sam so much that I don't want to watch it. Like, I quite like just annoying Sam. <laughs> Perfect. It's, it's quite a driver for my life, it really. Is, yeah. Cool. Uh, his next question is, what do you find you love or you hate about podcasting now that you didn't when you started? Oh, do you know what I hate is the fact that every single movie I watch now I'm analyzing. Yeah, that's because a good I feel like I, I feel I'm doing it on a podcast. Yeah. yeah, like I'm really thinking about like, oh, would that happen, or is that a bit unrealistic, or should that dialogue would have been better, or is this character should be this person, or you know, there's so many elements to it, and I really find myself thinking more, and that's really not ideal because so many movies are absolute shite. What I love more about doing this podcast is the amount of movies I've watched that I would never, ever have watched. I'm so happy to hear that. Either through a Patreon um, recommendation or Sam just pestering me or a guest suggesting (laughs) a movie I've never heard of or whatever it is. I'm actually so grateful for that. I haven't loved them all, but I've watched loads of different genres and it's been really good. That's such a good call, actually. Yeah, like there's been movies I've watched where I've been like, I probably wouldn't have watched this on my own, but actually I've quite enjoyed it. So I'm kind of glad that I got to watch that. Yeah. For me, it's the like the the good far outweighs the negative. Like, if I was going to pick something negative, it would be something like you know, like the editing and the grind of promoting social media and all that bullshit. Like, yeah, it's just part and parcel of podcasting. And like when you start out, you're young, fresh, and hungry, and you just all think it's you know like amazing and stuff like that. And I'm happy with the level of success we've hit. But the the biggest thing that's come out of this is the the amount of podcasting friends and it sounds so cheesy it's like you know the friends that were made along the way but it is like these are literally people that are on the same level as me that i never ever would have become friends with otherwise if it wasn't through this podcast listening to their podcast interacting being on each other's shows seeing each other on twitter and shit like that like you know these are the people that i've added as a friend on facebook in the last you know like couple of years i didn't like we don't always agree on films. In fact, we disagree on tons of stuff. And Nick hates the MCU, whereas I love it with a passion. And we're still <laughs> friends, you know. And it's just, oh, it's just nice. It's just become this great community that I really, I really got to thank you guys because I've hung out with friends that work in, you know, the filmmaking world. I've hung out with friends that work in stand-up comedy world. Hang out with friends that work in the music world. And those communities are really shunning and clicky and real, like pretentious gatekeepy type communities. Podcasting has been nothing but brilliant, to be honest. Like, it's they're just very welcoming and encouraging and supportive. So, big ups to you guys. I know it's starting to sound pretty, pretty, uh, or whatever, but yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's been re- that's really amazing. I feel bad having said a negative thing, so I'm going to add a positive thing to it. You can't. You've got to pick one. Nick said you've got to pick one. <laughs> okay, well, my negative thing is negative, I but I'm still going to say that it's been nice being over in Australia and being able to reconnect with some Kiwi friends and, like, you know, like, I feel like our friendship is much better now because I've spent so much time with you guys talking about movies, which is <laughs> yeah. really nice, actually. Yeah. Cool. And that moves us over to Abigail. Hey, Abigail. Uh, she has one specifically for me and Stacey. What movies, Stacey and Sam respectively, are you most excited to show your daughter, Fern, when she grows up and why? I can't wait to show Fern the MCU and the Star Wars <laughs> series and hope like hell that she likes them i will be disowning her as a child if she doesn't like one of them and my pick would be the wizard of oz from oh, yes. 1939 yeah. that we have reviewed on the show it's my favorite childhood movie and i want to show fern excellent uh next question was if compliance was made into a movie who would you want to play the leading characters and who would you want to direct it this is so tough we can all spitball here i always pictured florence Pugh as olga and i always pictured john boyega as john and after that the characters start to get very don't know what about kate delacroix you had an actress in mind for her didn't you kate oh kate bickerson no roseman pike i've changed my mind roseman pike yeah i feel like tilda swinton or something like oh maybe not Tilda. no no sorry i meant kate blanchett Oh, Kate Blanchett is good. She'd be great. Yeah. yeah, that's a good answer. Aiton, I want 
I, I, I've come up with Cliff Curtis as Aiton because Cliff Curtis has played many nationalities. And he's so androgynous, yeah. And uh, not androgynous. And... Um, what's the word I mean? Like you can't really tell what race he is. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I've got a couple of ideas for Aiton. Um, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah definitely got to be Jeff Goldblum. That's a great answer. Okay, what about, what about Lena? Mm. Lena Nelly Portman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Used and Damien are the hardest ones because you need big hulking men to play them. And I feel like you need someone oh. dark and brooding to play Damien, but still sort of young and boyish. Uh, Naomi Scott for Anika. Oh, yeah. I talked about that on the Not Before Coffee podcast. Uh, Ray from that podcast brought it up. Naomi Scott, who was in Aladdin, I think she'd be absolutely perfect as Anika. <laughs> Brandon Ruth. Brandon Ruth. That's who I think for Damien. Brandon Ralph. Oh, yeah. Ralph, Ralph, yeah, I didn't understand. Yeah, he's, he'd be good. I, I was thinking, it's funny yeah, you mentioned he, that because I was thinking Henry Cavill, but he's getting a little bit too old, who, you know, played Superman. But Brandon Ralph also played Superman back in 2006, so that sort of works. Yeah, I feel like Brandon Ralph could pull it off. Like, he doesn't look as old as him. maybe he is. Like, he could he could do it. So, yeah, yeah it's, you need that kind of big, solid, quiet kind of dude. Yeah. Mm. Honestly, you could probably get Chris and Liam Hemsworth per play Damien and Liam. Uh, sorry, play Damien and Juice. Yeah. Used? Yeah, used. Yeah, that'd work. Uh, Abigail's next question was... What Hang on. Mi- what about directing? Who's, oh, directing. Who's going direct, to direct this epic masterpiece? Yeah, that's a big call, Sam. What are you going to do? God, oh, definitely Christopher Nolan. <laughs> what about Catherine Bigelow? Yeah, Catherine Bigelow was actually someone I thought of because I think she can convey the themes of what the film is actually about, mm. or what the book is actually about. I and she say. could make it quite realistic. And topical and poignant. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, oh, with that being said, oh, I love Lexi Alexander. I think she'd be nail. She'd nail it. But I'm always going to go for. What has she done? Uh, she did Punisher Warzone. She's done a bunch of other stuff. But she's like my biggest favorite Twitter person on Twitter. Yeah, aren't I'm you friends go on for- Twitter? We are friends on Twitter. <laughs> or Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> it's like if God came down and started following me. I don't. That was yeah. It's yeah. I mean, that's cool and all, but um, I'd like to point out that Barack Obama follows me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty sure you don't love Barack Obama as much as I love Lexi Alexander, so that's all I'm saying. I oh, know, he's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Abigail's next question is, what movies had the greatest impact on you and why? Star Wars for me. Star Wars, Pulp Fiction, those are the films that I watched as a young person. And 12 Angry Men. Those are, there we go. That's the, the whole eternity of the three films that probably had the biggest impact on me. And then Casablanca. That's probably the fourth one. <laughs> I could go wow. for hours, Abigail. I could be for here for hours, but those are the ones that I watched as a youth that really changed me. Okay, well, recently, I think we can both say Promising Young Woman. Well, that's an upcoming episode. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> like, a recent time. Massive impact. <laughs> massive. Oh, I know the answer for like when I was a kid Matilda. Oh. No question. Mm, Matilda, I really, I watched and I really just related to the character and it made me feel so much better about being like a smart kid that people made fun of because I was smart and I was like yeah but maybe I've got secret powers Fair <laughs> enough. sit there and try and like magically move shit with my mind which admittedly did not work oh. but it just yeah I really liked it because it really I could relate to her having that that feeling of being smart and not necessarily relating to all your peers or like struggling with your teachers or whatever like I just I thought Matilda was fantastic. And my middle name's Matilda, so I really like that. Nice tie-in. Uh, cool. That moves us down to Abigail's final question, which is if you guys could watch any one movie for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Oh, God, this is so oh hard. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure some fan out there has made a supercut of all the Marvel movies into one film, so I want to take that fan <laughs> supercut. <laughs> That's cheating. I know it's cheating. Someone's probably also made a supercut of the entire Star Wars. No, Star Wars has gone off the boil a bit. I think Empire Strikes Back has been my favorite film for a long time, and I've never got sick of watching it. But at the same time, there's other films too that I just never get sick of watching, like Eternal Sunshine for the Spotless Mind. never get sick of watching it. never get sick of watching Die Hard. You know, mm. there's other films like that that I'm mm. like, would I pick one of those? It's, Abigail, you don't ask this question to a film nerd. Yeah. It breaks them. It breaks their fucking heart. Sam is tortured right now. Yeah, I'm going with Forrest Gump or Anchorman. And I know yeah. Sam doesn't really like Forrest Gump, but Forrest Gump means a lot to me. Like, my family watched it or something. I don't know, but we occasionally quote it to each other, and it's something that we used to watch on, like, Christmas and stuff. So to me, Forrest Gump is, like, a really iconic film. Um, and it feels like there's enough going on in it that it wouldn't bore you immediately. Like, you mm. could watch it. Yeah, mm. correct. You know, and I have watched it multiple times. My real answer is I would choose not to watch a movie ever again. <laughs> okay, Stacey answer. <laughs> well, I mean, 
mean, you could choose one movie that you would just watch every third year or something. You don't have to watch it, like, every day, right? Mm. You saw a film recently for a third time. Oh, no, Walk the Line is the movie. Yeah, there we go. That's what I was going to say. I've seen it, like, Surely you'd answer Walk the Line or Wizard of Oz. It's got to be Walk the Line. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. We did a really good podcast on Walk the Line, by the way, listeners. Yeah. You should totally listen to that if you haven't Skip already. Skip back a few episodes and exactly. enjoy. That's correct. Good plug. Moves us over to Amy, who was on the last week's episode on Back to the Future. Love you, Ames. Would you guys judge me more harshly if I told you that I saw Blink-182 live in concert? Okay, that one is a bit of a joke, but I did totally go and see Blink-182 front row. I don't judge you at all, Amy. <laughs> I love Blink-182. I just... Don't like all the small things. It's similar to like Rage Against the Machine's my favorite band. I don't really like Killing in the Name of. It's a song that everybody knows Ooh, that it's like. No, controversial opinion. No, it's not controversial. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. It's this just because everybody knows it and they're like, oh, Rage Against the Machine, they sing that, oh, uh, fuck you, I do you tell me song. It's like, no, they don't. They sing more than that. <laughs> I tried to see Blink 182 at least twice in London and both times it didn't work out. Like I was already had like flights to somewhere else or I was sick or I don't know um I absolutely would go see them in person and I agree like with Sam they're a very good band and I like them it's just that all the small things does not fit in every movie and it's really hard to try and cram it in there so her real question was what actor would you guys get to cast to play yourselves in real life I've been over this before on a couple of episodes it would be The Rock as a young man and it would be Danny DeVito as an older man <laughs> what well, probably Jason Sam, both of those men are bald. All three of those men are bald. Exactly. It's got to be a bald man. Um, if I was going to choose, like, an American actor, because I wanted, like, worldwide recognition or whatever, it would be Natalie Portman, because we look very similar. They don't. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, it's only because I'm fat right now. When I'm skinny, I look like her, I swear. But um, in actuality, if I was going to pick, like, the the actor that I felt would, could most uh, represent me, I would choose Antonia Preble. The Kiwi ah, actress. Yes. Oh, yeah. Great Because I just feel like she could absolutely catch my bitchiness and my sarcasm and stuff, and she just she would just represent me perfectly. Fair enough. What about you, Stace? So which ginger are you picking? Isla Fisher? Amy Adams? Uh, Julianne Moore. You know, Julianne people can Moore. dye their hair red. <laughs> Julianne Moore, Ooh, come I on I like down. Julianne Moore. Good choice. We've already- what about a young version of you? Just digitally de-age her. <laughs> digitally de-age Julianne yeah. Moore. I love it. That's a good choice. I love that choice yeah, 100%. as well. Julianne Moore. Oh, my God. Okay, next question. Uh, Paul from the Countdown Podcast. Hey, Paul. Love your work. Paul wants to know what film do we hate that you know the other ones love? For Stacey, there is literally hundreds. We've tried to make her watch Godfather. Hated it. Oh, Godfather. It's a terrible movie. There we go. <laughs> Most Marvel movies, she's just like, turn the shit off. No, I watch Marvel movies. Let's just leave it at the Godfather. So I don't get it. For Liz, I, I don't hate um, Forrest Gump. At the same time, I don't hate Die Hard with 4.0, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> They're not great movies, but Liz, I, I St. Trinian's, there we go. There's no fuck. I don't even. You've never seen. I it. have seen it. I watched it when I lived over in the UK. It's terrible. No, you can't have seen it because then you would know it was amazing. I don't believe. Ah, uh, eat a dick. It was pretty average. <laughs> Woo. Okay, I think we found it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like Pulp Fiction? Yeah. I think Pulp Fiction is overrated. Okay, you're allowed your opinion. <laughs> oh, God. I don't do know. I think any less of you? I don't like know if that was else. possible, but I do. Uh, <laughs> <gasps> Good. That's what I was aiming for. Excellent. Yeah, no, I just always thought Pulp Fiction was overrated. It was all right, but I feel like he has better movies. Zaz. I don't know if there's any films that Stacey loves that I hate, because Stacey doesn't love any films. And it's like Wizard of Oz. How do I hate Wizard of Oz? Uh, Walk the Line. How do I hate that movie? It's impossible to. They're good films. See, I have good taste. You have taste. (laughs) You just don't like most films, Stacey. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's not passionate yeah. enough about any particular film that I'm like, Ugh, yeah. why? Yeah. Good try, Paul. I know you wanted to cause some division amongst the troops, but it didn't happen, really. <laughs> we just love each other so much. Yeah. yeah. On to Julio of the Contrarians podcast. Julio wants to know from Stacey, when did you realize Sam was such a geek? Like before I met him? Okay. <laughs> My reputation <laughs> precedes me. Yes, it does. 
for me, my question is, how did I propose? I I got the okay from her parents at her sister's wedding, which I was long overdue proposing to her, but I wanted to make sure that I spoke to her dad and mum before we did it. And then I, as soon as we got home, I was like, I, I can't wait. I've had this engagement ring that used to belong to my grandmother uh, sitting in the drawers at home um, for about three months. And I thought, Stacey's going to find this and I need to just get this out. <laughs> and now that I've said, okay, I'm very much one of those, right, let's do it. Let's get this over and done with. Let's just do it. And so we went for a walk up the Mount, which is um, a landmark in our local town. And it was also Stacey's favorite thing to walk up the top of. And we got up to the top and I proposed. Yes, he surprised me. Yeah. It was very surprising. Was, the whole time she was just ruining the moment too. She was like, you haven't complained about walking up here the whole time. I'm like, just shut up. Please just let me get this over and done with. Just shut up. Just shut up. Don't ruin this. And I was, like, as soon as we got to the top, I was like, hey, where's your favorite place up here? Let's just walk down. I've had enough. I'm tired and sweaty. And I was like, oh. Romance. That's my girl. Romance. But, you know, he did such a, such a good job because at the bottom of the hill that we're walking, when we walked down, my friends were waiting there with a bottle of champagne for us. It was beautiful. It was so great. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. And Julio's question for Liz was, Liz, what was the bad- most badass moment of your life? Okay, so. We don't need your full life story, Liz. It is, no, it's going to be one particular moment. I went to Cuba for a holiday um, between Christmas and, oh, so I think like the 26th to the 14th or something. And like, um, we did a New Year's in Havana. And got drunk and smoked cigars and had this awesome time. And about four o'clock in the morning, we caught a taxi back to our little um, apartment that we were staying in. And my friends were all like, oh, let's keep going. I want to have another beer. And I was just like, yeah, nah, mate, I'm, I'm ready to go to bed. So I got out of the car, walked to my apartment. It was like 50 meters. It was like hardly anything. So I wasn't very stressed out. And I got to the apartment and put my key in the door. And suddenly this guy runs past and snatches this purse off my shoulder. And I was like, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden this other guy is trying to pull my camera off my shoulder because I'd been trying to take photo, like I've been taking photos of my friends and I might. So I had this quite a decent camera, like a nice SLR that I bought not long before going to Cuba. So this guy's trying to pull up my shoulder and I'm just like, no, I like this camera. I just bought this camera. I've taken very cool photos tonight. I don't want you to have this camera. The bag itself was like 10 pounds from Primark or something. It was like this piece of shit, cheap thing that just came off my shoulder within a second. But of course, the camera came with a proper like shoulder strap and I was wearing it across body. So this guy's trying to tug it off me and he's like this muscly dude. He might have been like six foot two or something, like really <laughs> fit looking guy. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not drunk, but I'm not sober. You know, when you get to like 4 a.m. and you're kind of like, Okay, I'm, I'm pretty sober. Yeah. I'm not 100% sober. Yeah. So I was just like, no, get off. And I start like slapping this guy and like screaming swear words in his face. I'm like, fuck off, you can't. And like trying to Jesus. punch him in the face. <laughs> and like pulling my kid and like really fighting this guy. And it's really funny because if you'd asked me prior to then, I would have been like, oh, no, I'd, I'd hand over anything. I wouldn't want to risk my life. Oh, no, apparently drunk Liz is fighting Liz. Like yeah. Liz was just like, hell's no. Your camera is and, worth um, it. <laughs> Yeah, I just I just got really annoyed. I was like, no, you can't have my camera. And anyway, these guys or like a group of people came around the corner and were like, hey, and like yelled. And the guy like was like, ah, and like ran away. And I chased after him yelling out, give me back my bag, you dick. And like my sh- <laughs> I was wearing like ballet flats and I literally ran for like 50 meters bare feet yelling at this dude to give oh, back my bag. No. I was just so Go angry. Liz. Like, it was hilarious. That is pretty Yeah, badass. so now looking back at that, I'm like, damn, son. Like, I mean, he could have stabbed you. Like, Christ. I'm not saying it was the smartest move, but I got to keep my camera, bitches. And did it, it yeah, it would have caught him off guard. He wouldn't have been expecting you to. Well, that was like it. it. Like, I got the impression, I think I kind of knew right away that he didn't have anything. Like, he didn't have a gun or a knife or anything. Because he just didn't, he wasn't like, give me your camera, I'll cut you. He was just like. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, cool, you're yeah. pulling at me. So did you get I... your bag back? Funnily enough, yeah, which is crazy. So they dumped it in a dumpster. So we went to report it at the police station because I thought my work Blackberry was in there. And I went with my friend who speaks Spanish, and so she explained it all to them uh, first thing in the morning. And then we got called back in the afternoon, so we went back there. And they're like, 
okay, can you please look through this letter that says all the things that were in it? And she reads it and she starts cracking up laughing. And I'm like, what? And she's like, let me read the inventory of your purse to you. She's like, one gold feathered mask, one paper <laughs> horn, one blah, blah. And it was all these weird, like, New Year's paraphernalia. Right. Like, you just, I hadn't thought, you know, like, tinsel and shit. And it was just like, one sparkly, like, gold <laughs> length of, you know, like, really technical explanations. Of one cat and nine tails. <laughs> No, they stole all of that. So, <laughs> no, but what they did take, what they did take was my makeup, which is super weird because it was just shitty, like Revlon mm. used, yeah. like a eyeshadow quad and an eyeliner. But in Cuba, it's really hard to get that shit. So I guess they were like, yeah, I'm going to steal this and give it to my mum or whatever. It was quite an experience, actually. It was quite interesting. Cool. Well, that does sound pretty badass, eh, Sam? Yep, that does the, that answers the question. <laughs> I'm rolling with it. Moves over to Dan Brennick from Netflix and Swill. What Dan would like to know is what is our favourite Blink-182 song and why is it All the Small Things, Liz? <laughs> Trolling you hard. Hi, Dan. Uh, <laughs> screw you. And I am now looking at Blink-182's discography because I know that I prefer something else, but I can't think what it is. So, so Sam, why don't you answer this question while I look up what I prefer? Okay, so recently it was off the album California. I really liked Cynical and I like San Diego. I thought those two songs are pretty cool. Old school Blink-182 for me is Carousel from Sheshire Cat. That's one of my favorites. Uh, so was Josie off, um, off Dude Ranch. Damn it, off Dude Ranch is, yeah, it's pretty common. Everyone likes it. I like Pathetic. I liked Apple Shampoo. I like Waggy. Uh, I Miss You from the self-titled album. Man, this Ghost on the Dance Floor. Are you being serious right now? Yeah, of course I am. Look, I, okay, here we go. Here's Spotify. Here's an a playlist called Blinked. It has wow. 54 songs by Blink-182, and these are songs that I listen to on a regular. Yeah, look, I like Blink-182. That's what's funny. It's like I don't actually dislike them. It's just you um, don't want to ruin movies with their songs. No, it's just <laughs> weird when you're like, yeah. it's just like Tenet. How do you put Blink-182 in Tenet? And I'm like, you don't, because that's weird as shit. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't work. So I think actually I'm going to go with I Miss You. Yeah, I Miss You. Yeah, I just, yeah. It's a really sweet, like, um, you know, like it's a soft song that they do, and it's just a really nice song. So mm. I'm rolling with that. Well, I'm going to clearly have to listen to some more Blink-182, because I really don't know what their songs are. The only one that comes close to I Miss You is Man Overboard. That's one of my favorite songs of theirs. And it's about when their drummer became too much of an alcoholic and they actually had to kick him out of the band. Wow. Oh, that's a intense. Uh, next up, Duty from Shaken Not Nerd said, here we go. You can never watch Point Break again, but you get free KFC for the rest of your life. Or you get no KFC again and you get to have all the used president's masks props from point break so you get all the president's masks that they used in the movie you get to own them like the original versions of them but i'm never allowed to own never allowed to eat kfc again this is a tough question for me you two are both looking at me like who gives a fuck yeah yeah i'm like i choose c i don't give a shit yeah. Yeah, exactly <laughs> none of the above it's tough because like those president's masks are just like invaluable pieces of movie history at the same time are they though yeah, they are. They absolutely are. Maybe just because they're not in your circles, but they are in most other <laughs> massive movie nerdy circles. But at the same time, I do love KFC. Free KFC, man. Far out. But I'm never really do. But I'm never allowed to watch Point Break again. Yeah, I'm done. I've I've seen Point Break enough. I'd be happy to have free KFC for the rest of my life. <laughs> I can't Fair believe cool. you even had to deliberate on that. I know. <laughs> Next up, Tara Maholic. We love you, Tara. What is our favorite song that's ever been used in a movie? This one is easy for me. It's probably Flight of the Valkyries in Apocalypse Now. As the air, as the helicopters start descending on that Vietnamese beach, it's just, it's iconic. And it's, it's an easy answer, but just because it's an easy answer, it's the right answer. I have one song that's stuck in my head, so that's what I'm rolling with because I feel like it fits. And that is, I think it's old school and it's, I fucking need you now, tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. I fucking need you more yeah. than ever. Fuck, I love that song. And it's just so iconic in that film, and it just, it's perfect. Like, that is gold. What and is it, Bonnie Tyler? Yeah, it is Bonnie Tyler. America, fuck yeah, and, total, mm. and we'll, <laughs> Team America were police. Oh, yeah. One America, fuck yeah. Hmm. Skyrockets and Flight and In Command, that's another good one. 
You know, I'm the same as you, Liz. I probably have a really good answer for this that I just can't think of right now. Yeah. Rage Against the Machines, Wake Up gets used at the end of The Matrix, which I think is pretty good. Rage Against the Machines uh, cover of um, Maggie's Farm gets used at the end of The Other Guys. Yes, I know every single time that Rage Against the Machine is used in a movie. Come on, Stacey, we're off to see The Wizard. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's your answer. All all the music. (laughs) All the music in that movie. It's not a particular scene. Yeah, you're thinking about the opening scene. Picks up the alien, starts, you know, singing. Hey, what's the matter with you? Yeah, sure. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Okay, next question. Uh, Tara wants to know what our favourite genre is in movies. Space movies. Space movies is Stacey's answer. Of course it's Stacey's answer. You love space movies. But but sci-fi. Sci-fi space movies. No, you love astronaut movies. Oh, yeah, I love astronauts. Oh, yeah, I loved First Man. Really? Yes, really. Because your favourite films are like Wizard of Oz and Walk the Line, neither of which are very (laughs) spacey. This is just new, Liz. I only found this out in the last... What, 12, 18 yeah. months? Spacey Stacey. I think it's after I watched Interstellar or something, and then Gravity, and then Sam started showing me these classic movies, and they were all, what was that sci-fi, um, that space one where they go to another planet from the 70s? Oh, Forbidden Planet. Forbidden Planet. And then I was like, oh, I love that. 15 years off, but yeah. And then First Man came out, and I was like, oh, yeah. And then I, now I've watched the Apollo movies, and I'm just all on board. Love Gravity. Yep. I mean, comic book movies is obviously my forte, and it'd be hard. It'd be remiss of me not to say that they're my favorite genre. At the same time, I love post-apocalyptic movies. There's something about them that I'm, I'm like an apologist. Mm. Like even the really shit ones, even like Book of Eli, which people are like, oh, that movie's average. I'm like, eh, I enjoyed it. I I've, really like that film. I really enjoy it. A lot of people hate it, but I'm an apologist for that, I think. I think for post-apocalyptic movies, I think is probably my underrated genre. Mm. So movies-wise, I'm going to say 90s action. Yeah. Wow. I can't, you can't really go wrong with way. 90s action. So I had 4.0. Yeah, I just, Hello. <laughs> Actually, I think that's like the 2000s, but I was just thinking oh. like speed and, oh. um, well, I don't know if you count Jurassic Park, but like, you know, that kind of thing. Um, uh, executive decision. Oh, I think that's actually late 80s, but that kind of very sort of simple action, easygoing. Like, I just want to watch a movie and I don't really care. That's, yeah. that's me. Yeah. Uh, hall pass to Stacey for Chris Hemsworth. Yes. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Thanks. Yay! <laughs> Can you share them? <laughs> sure, Liz. I will. <laughs> 12 hours each. Come on. Okay, next question. Have you seen Bad Boys 2? No. You ain't seen Bad Boys 2? <laughs> when did it come out? No. Yeah, that's a massive washover. Liz's head. That's a line from Hot Fuzz. <laughs> you ain't seen Bad Boys 2. <laughs> is it? Whose question is this? Tara. Tara. One of Tara's favorite films. Love you, Tara. Good question, Tara. I have not seen Hot Fuzz in a long time, although that is a fucking good film. That is. Next questions. Uh, next one. These ones are from Luke, brand new Patreon. Thank you, Hi, Luke. Welcome. <laughs> First question. Which actor would you most want to read you bedtime stories? <laughs> This is a good question. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's like the easy answer that first springs to mind. He said Sigourney Weaver, <laughs> which I think is a very, very good pick. Mm. She's got a beautiful voice. It's calm, kind of deep. It's nice. Mm. Samuel L. Jackson. Michael Caine. Have you seen the Samuel L. Jackson Shut the Fuck Up and Go to Sleep? Him reading that book? No. It's a kid's book called oh. Shut the Fuck Up and Go to Sleep. It is, yeah, okay. I have to There's watch the that. Answer. I have to watch that. That sounds awesome. That is the answer. I'm going with Michael Caine from Cider House Rules. Oh, mm. Michael Caine. Good night, you princes of Maine, you kings of New England. <laughs> Michael Caine. Yeah, he's he's a good pick. The other one I would pick, I've already mentioned her tonight, is Kate Blanchett. Because her yeah. voice is quite deep. You know, it would be quite calming. and It's like Australian, but it's not Australian-Australian. Yeah. It's like a nice sort of gentrified Australian, which is probably a New Zealander. It's just... <laughs> 100%. So, I mean, like talking about New Zealanders, either probably not Jermaine Clement, but I was thinking Sam Neill. Sam Neill's got a nice voice. Yeah, nice good storyteller too. Yeah. Uh, next question, which iconic movie would you recast the main character and who would you cast instead? 
Promising Young Woman, Brie Larson. Oh, there we go. I don't know if that would be classed as an iconic movie, but it is yeah, okay, I'll come on going to be one day, maybe. I've got an answer. I would recast Erin Brockovich with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> as Erin Brockovich? Yes, as Erin Brockovich. You are starting to I think to you're missing the piss. point. I would recast... <laughs> It's past Sam's bedtime and he's it had too absolute... many bloody, what are you drinking? Oh, whiskey. I've Whiskies. had too many whiskeys. <laughs> I would recast Farmer and Louise with Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. <laughs> and call it Face Off. Yes. <laughs> I would recast The Room with Nicolas Cage. Probably make it a worse film. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. I'm Okay, I'm going to cast James Bond. Yes. With Charlize Theron as James yeah. Bond. Oh, my God, I love it. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's good. Oh, but she's not British. Is she no, is. it doesn't matter. She can do an accent. So I love it. They've had an Australian Careful. Bond before. They can have a South African. I'm recasting Bridget Jones with um, is it Felicity. Something? Felicity Jones. Yes. Oh, that makes so much sense. Who's she? Yes. Rogue One. That's what I'm doing. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Next question. Yeah. Who is the best famous Jennifer and the best famous Chris? He thinks Garner and Walken don't come for me fan of the Marvel Chrises. And obviously I've got two Chris Hemsworth fans right here. I'm also a Chris Yeah, Hemsworth I was going to say, Stacey and I are going to surely say Chris yes, Hemsworth. Yes, Chris Hemsworth. And what was the other one? Uh-huh. Jennifer. Jennifer. I, I, I Jennifer. think Chris Evans is a better Chris. I think Chris Evans has been in a few more nah. better films. He's my least favorite Chris, and that's even including Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt so, sucks. He, but yeah, I think. Well, he's a dick. Yeah. But I think Evans is. Chris Cooper's another good one. Christina Applegate's also another. Chris good Pine. Chris Pine's yeah, going Chris up Pine. in my estimations. Like estimations. Yeah. <laughs> I like him in the Royal Engagement, like Princess Diaries two. Right. <laughs> oh god, Liz is cracking um, herself up now. Yeah, I've, we've got to <laughs> I, I just knew Sam would just be like, I can't believe that Princess Diaries two. The sequel to Princess Diaries was mentioned on my official fancy film podcast. Official fancy film? Um, what the fuck podcast do you think you're on right now? I don't know. This is like my fourth glass of wine. You're the one that told me to drink. <laughs> um, my Jennifer is always going to be Jennifer Aniston. Like, I love her, and she does not get enough credit. Yeah, she is pretty great. She is pretty great. She's no Jennifer Lopez. I'm pouring one out for Jennifer Aniston. No, nah, it's just mm. definitely Jennifer Aniston. Gotta love Jen. Okay, moves us down to our final set of questions, and these come courtesy of the amazing woman that is Emily Higgins. Emily wants to know, well, have you guys been surprised by a movie that the other one has liked? I was incredibly surprised when Stacey said she liked Guardians of the Galaxy. I was shocked, because that is probably the most least accessible Marvel film out of all of them. You know, it's set in space, it's talking tree. There's exactly, a talking it's space. Yeah, in space, it was <laughs> discovered Stacey's space fetish, but I've got to admit, I was surprised. You were surprised because I watched a Marvel movie before I met you. Exactly. In the good times. <laughs> in the golden age before Sam. I think I was surprised at how much you liked Extraction. Like that we both really liked Extraction. Oh, what, Sam or me? Or Everyone. No, you, Stacey. Like, well, yeah, but like especially Stacey. Like I was kind of like, yeah, I can see how Sam would like this because there's like action things mm. that are quite good and. You know, whatever, yeah. but me and you really yeah. liked it, and I was that, quite surprised that you liked it as much it as I It was surprising. Die Hard 4 for you, Liz, great. surprised me. I'm surprised you love Die Hard 4 so much. That one shocks the really? shit out of me, yeah. I'm surprised that you like Mean Girls, Sam. I love Mean Girls! I know, it just seems so random, such a random of a genre for you to love. I love Mean Girls! <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I actually think there's a bunch of, like, supposedly chick flicks but i actually think that you'd really love them like i feel like you'd really like the devil wears Prada, no. for example oh uh, who knows okay next question uh biggest pleasant surprises in terms of new watches new favorites from the past year palm springs 1917 portrait of a lady on fire which admittedly came out in 2019 but i'm still going to count it anyway those are some of my favorite films from the past year what was the question best films from the last year Oh, 2020. Yeah, I'll back up Palm Springs. Yeah, Palm Springs was surprisingly good. Yeah. I'm going to say I was surprised that I hated Tenet quite so much, <laughs> and I really did. Yeah. So that's your biggest pleasant surprise um, from the past year, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it pleasant surprise? You just said surprise. No, biggest, best pleasant surprises in terms of new watches, new favorites uh, from the past know. year. Um, promising Young Woman I thought I would like, but I loved. Like, I was kind of like, this will be a good film, and then I was like, oh, 
damn, this is a good film. Like, it was surprisingly yeah. good. One of the questions was um, the worst movie you'll admit to loving. Uh, the Room. I don't give a fuck if people hate that film. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it Wait, too. Wait, movie gone again now? And oh, Vampire's God. Kiss. Is, oh, yes. Is, Vampire's is Kiss. a movie. I hate Nick Cage. I hate everything he's ever done. <laughs> Blasphemy! And, but for some reason, it was just... Yeah, I don't know. I, st- I got on board with Nick Cage. <laughs> the stupidity and the intensity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I relented. I'm going with St. Trinian's, although I'm not ashamed because it's an awesome movie and fuck you. Well, a lot of people like that, so it's not... You've got to think of a bad film. I thought you said no one knew it and I should just shut the fuck up. You've got to think of a bad film that one people like universally hate. Like, I think that's got a positive score. Uh, next question, what is our favourite movie theatre memory? And she says she... Like being in a movie theatre. She misses movie theatre so much. She's said Aww. that, so... Yeah, that's so sad. The most recent one I can think of is when I finished watching Tenet and I really hated it. And I was sitting there by myself going, I need to talk to someone about how much I hate this movie. And then I turned around in the theater and there was a chick going, like waving her arms around angrily. And I was like, excuse me, did you hate this movie? And she was like, yes. And I was just like, oh, thank God. I hated this movie. And it was really nice to connect with another human being like that. Oh, actually, though, I've just suddenly thought of my favorite. And it was watching Romeo and Juliet, like the Baz yeah. Luhrmann vision, and there's this bit where Leo DiCaprio says, you kiss by the book, and then this guy in front of us, because we were like teenagers, and these like guys that were maybe oh, early no. 20s are sitting in front of us, and one of them just goes, does that mean no tongue? And we just <laughs> laughed and laughed and thought it was the funniest thing ever as like 15-year-old girls or whatever, and every time I watch that movie now, I'm like, does that mean no tongue? And I just laugh my head off. <laughs> There you go. What about you, Stace? What's your favourite theatre memory? It's not going to see Aladdin having Fern kick her way out or going to see Avengers Endgame and having Fern try to kick her way out? Yeah, no, that was a memory. It's not my <laughs> it's not my favourite one. I felt bad. I was like, oh, okay, you're clearly not enjoying this. Should I leave? Yeah. <laughs> or should I just stay here and put up with it? I actually genuinely enjoyed going to see Avengers Endgame on like it was like opening first couple of days of opening with the super fans with the super fans we went to see it at the huge big IMAX theater yeah and um I was I enjoyed it about how animated everyone got people were clapping and laughing and crying and just really getting into it (laughs) like it was just your husband yeah (laughs) oh and a thousand other people or however many people can fit in there I've never seen anything like that at a theatre, so that was pretty special. Old school back in the day of me was uh, Tiamutu Movie Theatre. I grew up in a small town in the middle of the North Island. Tiamutu Movie Theatre had the Mortal Kombat film before anyone else did. So before the rest of New Zealand did. So it was like word got out in Hamilton and all of Hamilton, which is a city of 150,000 people, came to a town of 8,000 people to all try and jam into their movie theatre to see this film ahead of the rest (laughs) of New Zealand. But when we got there, we got tickets, we went in, we were like three rows from the front. And the guy that ran the movie theater was like the biggest capitalist you've ever seen. So he did not give a fuck of how many seats were in that theater. He would just keep selling and selling and selling. (laughs) So we were sitting there in this movie theater and kids would just keep coming in. They're like sitting along the aisles. They're sitting along the stairs. They're sitting along the front of the seats. They're like three people in a seat, shit like that. Like they just kept sending them, sending them. I was just sitting there with Spanky, and I remember looking at him, and being like, "Bro, what the fuck is happening, bro?" And he's like, "I've got no idea." And it was just like kids, 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 kids. That theater was just jammed, and that is probably like one of the best memories. Recently, going to see Upgrade, uh, I went to a special early premiere of Upgrade, and before they played the film. They had an hour of retro trailers for similar films, so like for Robocop and other sort of like grindhouse 80s films that really got you in the mood for the film. So when they finally showed the film, I was like, this is the tits. And then another one in London that I'll I'll, I'll talk about is I went and saw Night of the Living Dead and Max Brooks was there who'd written uh, World War Z. And basically Max Brooks did a QA and a afterwards and I got to meet him, shake hands, have photos of him. And the best part about that was he was like, World War Z, the movie's coming out soon. And I had nothing to do with that film. (laughs) <laughs> he just disowned it. He was like, I had nothing to do with that. So that was awesome. That's amazing. Okay, next question. If either of us body swapped with Nicolas Cage, so this is for oh, me and you, Stace, no. would we stay together as our, law, as our love strong enough? So, no. <laughs> so, if I, so if I body swapped with Nicolas Cage, you still wouldn't say married to me? Correct. 
If I looked like Nicolas Cage, you wouldn't, you wouldn't merit No. Me. Even though it was me inside. It wouldn't be you inside. I'll tell you what, our love life would massively improve if you body swapped from Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Listeners, I'm as puzzled as you are. Yes. <laughs> Clearly talking is shit. I know, we'd, we'd get divorced pretty quickly. So Emily asked a very similar question to one we had before, which is cast someone to play you in a movie and cast someone to play your spouse. Amy Adams. Amy Adams is Stacey. Oh, that's nice. Because I can't really stand Aww. Emma Stone. and No, Isla Fisher. I like Isla Fisher. I don't, Amy no, Adams and Emma Stone are not a You don't of. like Emma Stone. I love Emma Stone. Yeah, they're all right. Nah, I don't. Who would, who would you get to play me? Yeah. Hmm, that's a good question. Zachary Levi can play my husband. Hmm. Well, I don't have one, so I get to just pick whatever dude I think is hottest. Um, no, David Leons. I'm picking David Leons. He played Monroe in Revolution, and I love him. Really, I'm just giving Stacey time to think about it. Yeah. John Hamm. John T. I knew that was coming. God, I knew that was coming. And you cast yourself, right? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay, and Emily's final question, which is also to me and Stacey, is would you let me fatal attraction you? For those who aren't familiar, with the film Fatal Attraction, Michael Douglas flies to an American city, and there he has a one-night stand with Glenn Close. Glenn Close develops an amazing amount of feelings for him and then just starts stalking him and basically saying, you need to leave your wife for me, sort of culminates in Glenn Close boiling his kid's bunny, hence the term bunny boiler, and then in the end, I think they have a showdown in which Glenn Close end, ends up getting stabbed. So I'm pretty sure Emily wants to be the Glenn Close in this scenario i don't think she wants to be the bunny <laughs> what but she gets stabbed i think basically what she's saying is like would you let me fatal attraction you so would you let me have a one night stand with you and then stalk you for the rest of your life or the rest of her life maybe she means with stacy what yeah with either of us what yeah this is so confusing okay um what would i allow that let this happen yeah 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 would you let emily would fatal sure. attraction you yes <laughs> why not <laughs> Yeah, let's live a little. I don't know. There you go, Emily. I don't You're know in. what I'm agreeing You're to. You're in, mate. You're in. <laughs> I, I, too, will say yes. And there's two reasons why I'll say yes. I don't want to get your hopes up, Emily, but these are very selfish reasons why I'm going to say yes. They have nothing to do with you. I love you, Emily. But first of which, I have flown to an American city and had a one-night stand with you. Basically, if I'm able to travel from here to an American city... Then COVID is no longer a problem. International air travel is available. So that's that's cool. And the second reason is I don't want Fern to have a bunny as a pet. I want to have some like normal pet. So if Fern had a bunny as a pet, we've got rid of it. She should have a dog or something real. Yeah, you know, problem <laughs> solved. Bunny's gone. <laughs> she needs something like legit, like a dog or a, you know, um a King Cobra, something, you know, <laughs> like something a scary. decent pet. <laughs> a real decent pet. Anywho, that takes us down to the end. Thank you for listening to this Ask Me Anything. It's been an adventure. It's been a wild ride. We've gone places I never expected, and we've made it to the end. So, yeah. Now, as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, we are doing a prize giveaway to our patrons for asking us these questions. So stay tuned, patrons, as I whip up this random generator, <laughs> and we see which two of you guys have won some prizes. And Stacey, yep. would you like to click on roll, and we'll see who the first winner is. Yes, and... Number nine, Tara Maholic. Woohoo! Congratulations, Congratulations, Tara. You are going to win a Amazon $25 voucher, alternatively a voucher of $25 of your choice. The next number is number six, which Woo-hoo! is... Julio from the Contrarians Podcast. Well done, yeah. Julio. Well done, Tara and Julio. You guys Yay. are the lucky winners of $25. Amazon voucher, alternatively, if you want me to just send you $25 American, I can. Up to you guys. Whatever you choose. But yeah, that takes us down to the end. Thank you to these two for joining me to do this Ask Me Anything. Hasn't been that painful, eh, guys? No, I've really enjoyed it. And thank you so much for asking these questions. It's been really fun. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much for getting these questions and we've had a whale of the time. Have you had a good time, Liz? Do you feel like you haven't revealed too much personal information? Absolutely not. And uh, feel free to ask me anything you want. I probably won't tell you. Exactly. Message anyway. (laughs) Cool. Anyway, next week's episode is on Promising Young Woman. I can tell you it's a cracker because we've actually just recorded it before we recorded this episode. Very much looking forward to that. If you haven't seen Promising Young Woman yet, this is your basically your warning to go out and watch it because we're going to spoil the hell out of it. And you need to watch this film, I think. It's, yeah, I it's mean, across, so good. across all aspects, 
I mean, like, you know, maybe it's not your type of cup of tea, but at the same time, I still think it's an important film for people to watch and support. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can on Facebook at Movie Reviews and 20 Qs or on Twitter at Movie Reviews In, or you can send us an email at MRITQS at gmail.com. Thanks again to these two, and thanks again to our patrons for the questions. That's uh, cheers for me. And thanks to Sam for taking us to 150 episodes. Oh, thank you. Yay, thank 150. You. I, I still can't believe it. I still can't believe we've made it this far. Woo-hoo. Anyway, that's enough. Cool. See ya. Cheers. See bye. Ya, bye. Look, I've been through them, guys. You've got nothing to worry about. None of them are, like, really deeply personal, so you don't need to worry about, like, too much personal information getting out there. Okay, first question. When was the first time you guys masturbated? Oh, I'm not answering that. (laughs) That is not a question. (laughs) I'm taking the first. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Next question. (laughs)